Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, Sunday, December 5, 2021. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this time, this opportunity to be in your presence. And as we continue with walking with God's series, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will enable all of us today to apprehend the truths contained therein. And Father, that as many as we yield themselves, O oh Lord, you visit them, you teach them, you guide them into all truth. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who hear this message, whether today or some other time as is rebroadcast. May your presence continue to abound to the account, O oh God. May your counsel shine upon their homes. Lead them and guide them, O oh God. Deliver them from all evil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, our instrumental is taken from Brother Caleb Brassi. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. Walking with God series. The series outline. We have done six, I believe, or seven. Walking with God, the introduction. Noah walked with God. Joseph walked with God. Jeremiah walked with God. The lost apostles walked with God. Then six, Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, walked with God. Today, which is the seventh week, we're going to speak on the emergence of two churches, the church of the world and the church of Christ. Next Sunday, by his grace, we shall be talking about you and I walking with God in the 21st century in this discombobulated world. Today's topic, emergence of two churches. The Church of the World and the Church of Christ. Please pay attention. The outline. The birth of the Church of the World. Two. But the Church of Christ remained faithful. There was a flux. Total in the, from the end of the Apostolic Age, which we will assume is from 100 CE, after the death of the Apostle John. To about 300 CE, that is Christian era. Some people use AD after Christ. So there was a flux. There was some sort of trying to determine what is the direction of the church, the Bible, or the Gospels to be taken, the epistles to be taken, because so many were going around and being read in different uh, gatherings of God's people. Because the Bible as we know it today had not been compiled. All those letters of apostles and Gospels were read to gathering of believers. But some unscrupulous leaders took advantage of the situation. And because many of the believers looked upon their leaders, they took guidance from them. Sadly, because if they had looked unto the Holy Spirit in dwelling them, they would have been able to question some of the direction their leaders were going. So when a leader backslid, a leader of a gathering or a leader of an area, or a patriarch, whatever name they went, or a bishop, he carried the people along with him. But there was a push and pull between those Christians who favored orthodoxy, that is those who said, we must be separate from the world and keep the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And those Christians who sought accommodation with the world, the self-seeking political Christians. So there was a, there was a you know, some are saying this, others are saying that. 
So in this period I'm talking about from 100 CE to 300 CE, there was that push by one group and pull by the other. Sadly, later group, the ones who wanted alliance with the world, facilitated the bureaucratization of the church. That is, they, they created bureaucracies, hierarchies. Here, somebody there, somebody there. This group, or the people in this group, forgot that the Holy Spirit is the one that is supposed to be teacher and guide of the church, not human beings. This group failed to heed the warnings left behind by the Lord himself and the apostles. So in creating hierarchies that elevated some to very high levels with attendant pets of office and lowered the standing of the majority, that's how they created a priestly class which is unbiblical for the New Testament church. A priestly class for the elevated few and a subservient class, the lower common people, in God's church. In effect, the group made a difference between brother and brother, between sister and sister. And that has become acceptable even till today. The people in this group forgot the Holy Spirit is the teacher and guide. And that Christ is the head of his church, not a human being. And that going against express commands of the head of the church made them apostate. And the Holy Spirit will leave them. And that's what exactly happened. Because as people started struggling for power, you know, which bishop is more powerful? Which priest is more powerful? Which uh, deacon is more powerful? Oh, it, it was total confusion. So some started using this. This is what we have to add. This is what we delete. And some outright fabrications as people contended to become who would be the greatest among them. And by the 4th century CE, the bishop of the church in Rome gained the upper hand over all the other bishops in the empire with the backing of the emperor of Rome or the emperor of the Roman Empire. The church in Rome became known as the Roman Catholic Church. Using its influence as the church at the seat of the world power there, because Rome was the seat of the world power where the Roman Emperor stayed at the time. The Roman church succeeded in getting other churches in the empire to accept its teachings and interpretations of the scriptures. After the fall of the Roman Empire, the Bishop of Rome, later called Pope, took over the seat of the emperors. He combined the secular and religious powers into the office, which became known as the papacy. The Roman Catholic Church with his Pope has sway over the world for more than 1,000 years. The Roman Catholic Church is both a religious and political organization. It is the church of the world. That's how the church of the world came into being. This church held political power that reached many parts of the world from the 4th century, from 4th century CE to 15th century and even later. This church defined European culture for more than 1,000 years. It appointed emperors and deposed kings and queens. The Roman Catholic Church is different from the church that Christ purchased with his blood. 
The reason being that the Roman church or the church of the world, because it's the church of the world, everybody loves it, is a mismatch of Roman paganism, Judaism and Christianity. Unfortunately, many in the world have identified it with Christianity. Breakaway groups in later centuries. That means from the time of the Protestant Revolution in 15th century onwards, they didn't break far enough. They returned that priestly class and the laity, the common people. They returned so many things. So in effect, they didn't really break away because they are still part of the church of the world. Let us now see what is the church of the Christ. Next item. But the church of Christ remained faithful even in that apostate period. True believers dissented. When that big majority broke away and took many into the church of the world, it was no longer the church of Christ. This faithful group spoke out against the acquisition of political power by the church. They were not afraid to die. And some did die. They insisted that any church of Christ must preach and practice the gospel once for all delivered to the saints. But this faithful group was a minority in terms of numbers. There were very few. But spiritually speaking, it is the majority church. Why? Christ is his head and the Holy Spirit is his guide. So whether there are two or three, it's still the majority and only true church. The church of the world persecuted the first century church of Christ. They ran for their lives. Some were excommunicated. So many things happened. And from the fourth century to date, the persecution of Christ's church by the church of the world has not abated. Remember, every church that does not name Christ as his head and practice the principles that the first saints left for us is apostate and belongs to the church of the world. So the persecution of true believers has not stopped. Sometimes it is overt, that means it's open. Other times and often it's covert, it's hidden. You won't know they're attacking you, but they do. Why did the majority of the first century Christians choose the church of the world? And why did they few reject the church of the world in favor of the church of Christ? That's a question for you and I to answer. But the answer is very simple. Very, very simple. Those who were faithful were those who had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. Who is the author of our salvation? And after they believed, they built on that relationship. They didn't just say, I've had a personal encounter. Let me start doing other things everybody else is doing. No. They determined to obey the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. They determined to follow the doctrines of the apostles. And because they were working faithfully with God, they couldn't be carried away by every wind of doctrine. Whatever wasn't written in the scriptures was not for them. It's important to know this because we'll talk next week about so many things happening in our world. If you are not working faithfully with God, you'll be carried away by every wind of doctrine. Take it from me. You have to be taught by the Holy Spirit. 
Because he's the one who's going to tell you that what you're hearing is wrong or what you're hearing is right. Because when you walk faithfully with God, Holy Spirit dwells, he doesn't leave. But if you become unfaithful, the Holy Spirit leaves. Though that time was rooted in so much falsehood, remember, the Bible as we know it today was not yet complete. It was not yet prepared as a book. There were parchments, there were scriptures, they were all over the place. But the problem they're making is, if they had known the Lord Jesus Christ, and been faithfully working with God, then the Holy Spirit would have been able to teach them the way he taught the few that remained faithful. That's why the few that remained faithful held fast to the faith of the apostles. And they had the scriptures to back their stand against the imagined but powerful apostate church. Let's hear some of them now. First scripture, please. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Praise the Lord. They realized that those elders who are preaching a different gospel were not preaching the gospel of Christ. Next scripture, please. Don't let anyone call you rabbi, for you have only one teacher, and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. There is only one teacher. There's only one Lord. That's the point. They call the rabbis in, the, in, the, in, the, in Jerusalem Judaism. They go out making long prayers and like they like to be loved and adored by people. Next Sunday we shall talk more on that. Next scripture, please. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and the officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Praise the Lord. The church of the world inverted this scripture. Those who should be servants became masters. But the Lord was really saying the quality of believers. That there should be no Lord and master in his church. Because there's only one head. And the rest of us are a part of his body with different functions. And he the one that assigns those functions, not any human being. But see, the church of the world invited it. That's when they went apostate. Because what's then they started creating hierarchies. This one is bishop. This one is archbishop. This one is pope. This one is uh, elder. This one is, and confer some authority that elevated them above their brethren. That's when they went apostate. Because they're in disobedience. When you're in disobedience, you backslid. When a church, a group, goes against the head of the church, you are apostate. You're, you no longer belong to, the, to him. Next scripture, please. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. Praise the Lord. That was taken from 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verses 1 to 2. The faithful believers understood that the falling away for, foretold was already beginning to happen. 
that some of these their elders were hearing things from not God spiritual but the other spiritual and that they are allowed themselves to be deceived by demons and deceptive spirits otherwise how could they have negated what Christ himself left behind no master no lord all of you are at war so they understood that the falling away foretold was already happening even in their time next scripture please you should know this Timothy that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money they will be boastful and proud scoffing at God disobedient to their parents and ungrateful they will consider nothing sacred they will be unloving and unforgiving they will slander others and have no self-control they will be cruel and hate what is good they will betray their friends be reckless be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than god they will act religious but they will reject the power that could make them godly stay away from people like that praise the lord i hope this scripture is very clear verse 2 for people will love only themselves and their money how is mammon doing in the 21st century churches people will love only themselves and their money and so once those people in rome started loving the offices that the emperor gave them everything was lost whatever the emperor said they did that's how they were able to now make a, a mess of the whole thing and went apostate nothing was sacred anymore and they betrayed their friends like if two of you are attending a particular gathering and suddenly somebody says, no, this thing that I do is wrong. That person will go and report you and before you know it, the person is on the run. And if he's caught, he's tortured. Reconcile the pride you see in your churches today. It didn't start. No, it started then. The pomp and pageantry of Rome. Think about that. Watch their ceremonies. Greed and cause the church of the world. That's if you want to know whether where you are attending is a church or the world. Is greed there? Is money always there? Then is greed. Then you are in the church or the world. I don't care what else they're telling you there. Because anybody in the church or the world lost money. If they want to hear about money, they only want to make money. They want to be rich. They don't have to work for it. They just want to be rich. They are willing to pray one million prayers in order to be rich. They think through that, they be rich. They have love only for themselves. They don't love God. And they will betray others. They act religious, but they deny the power of God. They are deceivers. As the church of the world persecuted those first century believers, they took solace. Knowing that the scriptures foretold the persecution of the faithful. So when you are being persecuted, when you are being maligned, Always remember that you will if you are not being persecuted, you really are not. Something is a little bit wrong with your Christianity. Scripture, please. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. That's the Lord Jesus Christ himself telling his apostles, disciples, and all of us who say we are following him today. In me you have peace, the peace of God has surpassed all understanding. But in this world you have tribulation, you have trouble. 
So if you say you repented 20 years, 30 years, and you've never been persecuted for your faith, whether overtly or covertly, I'm saying go back to your closet and ask God, something is wrong with your Christianity. You are hiding the lamp under the table, maybe. But Christianity is not to be hidden in the house. It is supposed to be taken on the outside. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Praise the Lord. If the world hates you, you're a child of God. Remember that he hated the Lord first. That's Jesus talking to his disciples, you and I included, in John chapter 15, verses 18 to 19. The world loves those who love them. Those who are willing to dance and dine with them. But if you are no longer dancing and dining with the world, they will hate you. So if you are still loved by the world, permit me to say that you belong to the church of the world. You are not part of the church of Christ. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said here in the last, in verse 19, I chose you to come out of the world. That's why they hated you. So when you have repented and called the umbilical cord with the world, you're no longer dancing and dining with the world, that is when the trouble begins. Wherever you are. So if you have repented 30 years, 10 years, and no one will, if you're dancing with the world, why would they be they would love be your company? But if you have called the umbilical cord, they hate you. They may not say it with your word, but you know in your spirit that they hate you. Next scripture, please. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace. Praise the, the Lord. Acts chapter 5, verse 41. See, the apostles were preaching boldly in Jerusalem, and the Jewish council called them in and threatened them and beat them. Did they complain? No. They were rejoicing. That they have been counted worthy of suffering disgrace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you been maligned because you believed? Have people hated you because you believed? Have you been persecuted because you believed? If you have praised the Lord for your life, you belong to the church of Christ. But if you have not, you are part of the church of the world. You see, those faithful 4th century Christians knew. After all, they knew that all the apostles had been killed for their faith. That they were beaten often. They were in prison. They knew all that. And that all of them died through martyrdom. They were killed. Minus John the Apostle, who died by natural causes. So they knew they, they, that continuing to oppose the Church of Rome, which is now the Church of the World, the church of the empire that decreed that the Roman Catholic Church was now the church of the empire. They realized that they were running a very big risk and could die. And some did die. So if you're a believer and you are not willing to suffer for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are afraid of what will happen to you. Rethink where you belong. 
because the time is very short. I can tell you. He is coming. Because the Lord says friendship with the world is the enemy. Why? That's apostle, um, uh, um, James, the apostle. Say friendship with the world is the enemy to with God. So if you are friends with the world, you have no part in the kingdom. I'm going to sing a song. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he's living, whatever foes may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. I just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. That's the only way you will not fall away from the faith. He lives. He lives salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He remains within my heart. If you're a child of God, he remains within your heart. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I will never despair. I know that he's living through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. And he ought to be talking with you as you walk this path. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. And if you're a child of God, he lives within your heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian. Lift up your voice and sing eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. The hope of all who seek Him. The help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. Because He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart and lives within your heart. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, I give your people your word. That you live in your hearts and the Holy Spirit indwells them. And therefore, they have no reason for any man or woman to deceive them. That there are two churches today in the world, the church of the world. And the church of Christ. The church of Christ is that church that continues to follow the gospel. One for all delivered to the saints. They don't want additions or subtractions to that gospel. They look up to you, my Father, my God. They look up to your Son, Jesus. And they look up to the Holy Spirit to guide their every action. Help all who hear today, Lord. Help all who watch this broadcast today, Lord. To have everything. Those who have not known you and them, Lord, to come to the altar of the cross, not the human altars. And they are give their lives to the King of kings and Lord of lords, that he may embrace them and turn what was dying into life. And those who have known you, my Father, my God, but are still dancing with the world and dining with them, Lord, that they may know that Jesus is Lord and there can be no other Lord in his church. There can be no other master in his church because only he went to the cross and died for the sins of humanity. 
They put this in their hearts that they may go forth and preach the gospel to their fear. They will remove the devourer for their sex, Lord, and as many as will obey this command to go forth and preach the gospel of Christ and to contend for the faith once Lord delivered to the saints, Father. I'm praying, Lord, for your bountiful hand to touch them and deliver them from all evil and lead them away from every temptation and continue to walk with them in a narrow way. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I give you all the praise and honor, my Father, my God. And for all in this ministry, Lord, Father, I continue to bless them. Man, continue to magnify your name through them, Lord. Bless all. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll see you people by God's grace next Sunday. But again, I'll say one thing. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible.